Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. All right, let's start off with the news this morning. We're going to do a mostly video format today with, you're blessed with uh, my commentary along with that. If you've seen the podcast, you've seen all these already, but there were, I can watch them 10 times over. Some of them are funny, some of them are depressing. But no matter what, the reason why we're doing this, the reason why I'm opening up this message series, felt inclined to the Lord to open up uh, this message series, each one of the messages with the news is because we need to know where our country's at. We need to know where our world's at. It's not good. Everybody, you need to understand that God is good. Nothing's changed for us. No matter what happens, we will be provided for. We will win. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, not my work or my efforts. So we don't need to worry. It's got nothing to do with worrying. There doesn't need to be any ominous music playing in the background of your mind. It's not like that. I want you to know I do not walk around discouraged. I bathe in this stuff probably more than most, but I do not walk around discouraged or depressed with my head held low. I don't do that. I know God's going to supply everything that that I need. I know that, that we win no matter what, and I also believe that we will turn the tide. Now, listen, that's my own personal belief. I believe that the, you know, Christianity today, the remnant that's out there is strong. It's not a whole lot of us. Not as many. Now, we have some comrades out there that aren't, that aren't even Christians. Some good Americanized rednecks. <laughs> the black community is on our side, about 70, 70 some odd percent are refusing the vaccination. Hispanic community. They're like, Tom, this is church, this isn't about vaccinations. You don't know what you're talking about. You honestly don't, and I, you, you may walk away from me, you may listen, the whole, you may ignore the Holy Spirit, because as I said in the first service, the Holy Spirit, the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, means that the Holy Spirit wields Jesus around. Because that's what, that's what the, that's the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And if everything that you're basing your Christianity on is not the Bible, you're basing your Christianity on lies. And you're like, Tom, how could you say that? That's speaking to a lot of Christians. That's correct. Most of Christianity, most of the modern day church's Christianity is not the Bible. That's why they don't even recognize it. I said this in the first service and I challenge you to do the same. DVR, go home and DVR, you can just record, possibly record it, or you just, well, these days you don't even need to record anything anymore, you can just go on numerous Facebooks of churches, because all of its live, still sitting, well, not live, but recorded automatically on Facebook, go to, the, go to the churches and find any church that's preaching about the mark of the beast. It should, that, that should be at least mentioned in just about every sermon. Now, it doesn't even have to be in the sermon. It should be mentioned in just about every service yes, that's going on today. When you have people who cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without a vaccine passport. That should be being mentioned inside of the church. Amen. It should be being preached against. Yeah. 
But who's doing it outside of a view? You can find the Jonathan Shuttlesworths of the world, the Rodney Howard Browns, the Archer Pulaski's, the Tony Spells, the Greg Locks, people like that that are actually out there that are actually preaching the gospel. There aren't a whole lot of us. There really isn't. But we can make it a whole lot of us. There's a lot of people out there. Listen, the great thing about times like this, adverse times, is it has a tendency to make the heart pliable. We need to take advantage of that. But let's look at our world here. Now, we know that right now what's going on in Afghanistan, I just want to, on behalf of America, apologize to all the veterans that served in all the Gulf Wars, as well as all the wars in general, because what's happening in Afghanistan is an absolute international humiliation. We are literally the emperor walking around with no clothes. It's a disgusting thing. And I, and I don't care how the media tries to whitewash it. It's an absolute atrocity. It is an abomination what's happening in Afghanistan. And there's reasons why it's happening. Our military is an absolute woke joke. And it only took them seven months to get there. Why did it happen? Well, let's look at some videos this morning. You guys can play the first one for me. And go right to the second one after it. Well, we have planes that are billions over budget and still can't fly. And we have a military with leaders like Patrick Donahoe, who probably spent more time last week thinking about how he was going to silence a vet on Twitter than he was thinking about how maybe the military would ultimately defeat China. We played it in a, in a, a war game in October of last year. And without overstating the issue, it failed miserably. Uh, an aggressive red team that had been studying the United States for the last 20 years just ran rings around us. And they knew exactly what we we're gonna do before we did it. We're funding this nonsense. Now last month at a House hearing, this chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley, sounded more like a high-ranking BLM officer than an actual military officer. I wanna understand white rage, and I'm white and I want to understand it. What is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? What does understanding have anything to do with winning wars? What does white rage have anything to do with winning wars? Yeah, I hope you caught the first part there with the second general. That was speaking of war games against China. And we lost and it was not close. And those are awfully important. You're like, Tom, what does this have to do with church? It has everything to do with the winds of this world and how the church will address it. The reason why I'm bringing these things up to you is because you need to know the condition of the world and how to respond to it. But don't worry. See, we have the military, which is a woke joke. But don't worry. We have the CIA to back them up because you see in the CIA, what's supposed to have been happening right now is the CIA should be out in front of the, well, the basic Taliban invasion of conquered territories in Afghanistan. The CIA should have been out in front of it, but they're too busy doing something else. Play it for me. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I 
used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you. All right, you can bring it back to me. That's a legitimate, 100% funded by you, CIA ad. That's what the CIA is on and about doing right now. It could be out actually having operatives in the field that could have predicted what's happening in Afghanistan right now, but no, they're too busy with imposter syndrome females with tra- with, who are cisgender and want everybody to marvel at their brilliance. That's what they're busy doing. Now, I want to show you this next one. This, I want you to understand, this is not a TikTok video. This is not an independent video. This was done in collaboration with and cooperation with, and again, with your funding, This is a White House video from the Joe Biden administration. I want you to think, what would George Washington and Abraham Lincoln think of the condition of the White House? Play it for me. One sec. Democracy's calling. (laughs) See you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did it, Joe. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Uh Usually I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House, this is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Oh, good. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. Hey, Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit figures, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. There you go. Now, what's happening right now is while that video is being made and propagated, and you think they would think that it was silly. They don't. You need to understand that. For the people that are currently occupying the White House due to a fraudulent election brought on by the fraudulent response response to COVID-19, this is what we have. This is why as an evangelical movement and as an evangelical church, you do not cave to lies. Because this is what you get. That's what you get. All the COVID caving pastors, and I hope that you're watching, congratulations, because be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall you also reap. Emerald Robinson tweets, she said, remember I told you, you need to follow her on Twitter if you're on Twitter or follow her on social media, she's from Newsmax, I told you not to get the vaccine unless you know about the risks of ADE, antibody dependent enhancement, what is that? Play the next one for me. Virus, and then ask yourself, 
Why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which why it cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason. Is that it? Is that the whole one? Okay. I can't remember. We've played that video so much, I can't remember where it ends and where it begins. So here's the next one. This is from, I want to give credit where credit is due and people watching on social media. Local out Oakville, Oakview, Oakville, gosh, come on, Tom. Life tweet. This is a video from the tweet and it's titled, Are You Waiting Patiently for Your Jab Opportunity? What? Look at the person on the ground. Let's turn the local school gym into a vaccination center. And I want to ask you, when have you ever seen this in your life? I can tell you flat out that I've never seen this before in my life. All right, you can bring it back to me. Now here's how, what they've turned our airlines into in only a year. This is, what our airline, this is how our airlines treat autistic children who are not, by the way, do not have to get the PCR test, are not required, they are exempt. But did that matter anyway? Play it for me. Listen to me. You need to. Look at this poor kid. Surrounded by the medical mob that looks like a zombie apocalypse. Kid just wants to get on a plane. This breaks my heart. Okay. Even with GP letter stating exemption, not good enough for Ryanair. This, this is what has to happen to get on a Ryanair flight. The child with autism and ADHD. Okay. Okay, it's just one second, okay? You have, to, you have to be still, okay? Otherwise, otherwise it will take longer. Come on then, quickly, last chance. Go, go, do it. You're the man, you're the man. Yeah. You're the man, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. Congratulations, COVID caving Christians. That's what you get. That, that, that's the life now for people. And I just want to congratulate all the pastor loves out there who loved, so, loved everybody so much that you closed your church. The PCR test, which no matter what, is invalid. Ask the, well, you can't now because he mysteriously died. But ask the creator on numerous YouTube videos, the creator of PCR tests, who said publicly they do not accurately detect a virus. Facts. Spin them as much as you want. They don't work. 
From WND, report Los Angeles to require vaccinations to buy groceries. This is fact, folks. And if you think that Charlie Crist, if he gets elected governor in the state of Florida in two years, won't do the exact same thing, you've lost your mind. And with the millions of people that have moved here, if they're stupid enough to vote for that which they ran from, be ready. Where do we get this from? In a prepared statement, this was ushered in by Council President Nuri Martinez, LA's uh, whatever, city council. In a prepared statement, Martinez claims it's our responsibility to protect the public. That includes protecting them from the unvaccinated. Interesting. But here's the problem with that, is that it's not the vaccinated that are causing the pandemic. I mean, it's not the unvaccinated that are causing the pandemic. It's the vaccinated. Where do you get that from, Tom? Just facts and data from more reliable sources than the CDC. The CDC is owned by the CCP and owned by the Democratic Party and staffed by the Democratic Party, which this has never been about your health from day one. It's been about marking you, masking you, and controlling you and making sure that all of you are reliant on the government with a guaranteed monthly income. That's what it's been about from day one. It's right out, listen, it's from the party of Davos, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. It's all on their own websites. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. Pull it up, go to their own websites, and that's all I do is read their own gear. Alex Berenson writes, August 13th, from Twitter, as of Wednesday, Israel has, get the numbers now, 451, 451 out of millions now, millions and millions of people live there, between 10 and 15 million, something like that. Seriously, they have 451 out of millions seriously ill COVID patients. So you gotta close down an entire country, an entire world for that, right? Seriously ill COVID patients in its hospitals. 276 of the 451 are vaccinated. Whoops. A year ago today, before vaccines existed, it had a total of 368 people seriously ill. So vaccinations have worked? worked? No, they've actually increased the average hospitalization rate by 100 people. A year ago, without vaccines, they were better off. They had 100 less people in the hospital last August than they do now. After they've been, they've been vaccinating them in Israel since December. And it's only increased their patients, of which about 60% are fully vaccinated. Double jabbed with Pfizer. Whoops. Let's go to the next one. Let's see here. Stay on these things, each one of them, for an hour and a half. Out of Israel Hayom, that's a uh, news outlet, not right wing. Vaccinated Israelis account for 53% of new daily COVID cases. Health ministry chief outbreak worsening despite restrictions. <laughs> what a surprise. The restrictions aren't working again. I mean, do people ever look at the definition of insanity? A mask does not strain out a virus. Lockdowns are where you get the virus. You get the virus in your own home. And then they send you there and you go and stay inside while your vitamin D levels diminish and you get to be less immune. 
People are insane. That's why I'm always telling you. Baby butchers are baby butchers. They hate human beings. Murderers from the beginning out of John chapter 8. They're not looking for people's health. I mean, I can't believe pastors follow these people. Who else is doing what LA is doing, requiring vaccinations to buy, sell, or trade? New Orleans, San Francisco, the entire European Union, New Zealand. In Canada, you can no longer fly without your vaccine passport, and there's no pastors preaching about it. Where's the Canadian church? Where's the church in New Zealand? Australia? England? Where are they at? There's evangelicals there. They're cowards. Too much to lose. I know you're afraid to say it, but I'm not. They're cowards. I'm not worried about making people uncomfortable. You need to stop worrying about it. You'll lose your country doing it. Butt kissing and boot licking will do nothing but get you conquered. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. The Czechoslovakians tried it. The Polish tried it. The English tried it. They got overrun by Hitler in about a month. From Newsmax. We all know what party took place at this illustrious location. Martha's Vineyard is experiencing a COVID-19 spike with 74 new cases on that little island. I wonder why that is. Well, last Saturday, you had Barack Hussein Obama with his 700-member birthday party and 200-member staff all showed up unvaccinated, unmasked, unsocial distanced because they don't really believe what they tell you to do. They don't. Then they don't live it. And I'll tell you this, my personal opinion, I question whether any of them are actually vaccinated. So what was Barack doing? Now remember, Barack says that you need to be masked. You need to be locked down. You need to be social distanced. Your church needs to close. But what does Barack do? There's Barack, right there. If they were scared of the outbreak, the Delta variant, would he be doing this? And do you wonder why? What's the Delta variant? The Delta variant is the India variant. Why is it that in India it's disappeared and it hasn't disappeared here when only 8% of Indians are, pop, are, are vaccinated? Because it's the vaccinations causing the mutation which is causing the spread. When you sit there and then you inject with what they were talking about earlier with the, I want to get the name right, antibody-dependent enhancement, what you do is you jam-pack people's body full of the virus itself, the S-spiked protein virus. It's full. Their viral load in their nasal pharynx and in their blood. Where did you get that from, Tom? You're not a virologist. No, I got it from the inventor of mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone. Said it. And then they have so much of a viral load, they shed it. They're sick, and they're making other people sick. They're carrying around an enormous viral load. Now there's Barack out there dancing around, shedding his viral load. He doesn't care. What about the rest of the mass Nazis? Rashida Tlaib, she's told you, mask, lockdown, social distance, Close your church, crying on the house floor about masking. Well, what was she doing last weekend? Where's the social distancing? 
Uh, where's the masking? Where's the vaccine passports? Where's the small crowd? You bring it back to me. There you go. Just want you to see it. Because you need to know that you're being lied to. I know you already know I'm preaching to the choir. This is for your information, but this was all recent. This was all last weekend. This was all during the week. The same people that are on the floor of the house telling them to mask. That's her. In a giant crowd. Barack Obama, giant crowd. Joe Biden, I have tape of him. Giant crowd. I should have included it. Joe Biden. Master vaxxed. Masked and vaxxed now. What about Chris Cuomo? You know, Chris Cuomo's out there all the time saying you need to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, the virus is going to continue to spread. Here's Chris Cuomo last weekend. Where's the social distancing, Chrissy? I don't see it. Also, where's your wife? How you bring back to me? Interesting, isn't it? Same guy, CNN. And by the way, he got reprimanded by his own apartment complex numerous times where they told him, you have to wear a mask. And he refused to do it and he got written up and fined. But yet he's on there with great passion and with great false conviction telling everybody else strap their mask on and get vaccinated. But there's Chrissy. The seven-day average of newly reported deaths per, per million in Sweden is zero. Compare that to the United States. You see, our numbers are false. The real numbers, you want to know real numbers? 60%, it's actually 64% of COVID deaths in Great Britain because they actually have, they're very corrupt, but they actually have a decent health reporting system. Not like our CDC. This is controlled by the Democratic Party. They have a decent health reporting system. 64% of their COVID deaths since February... That since the vaccination began, are people who are double vaxxed. Why is that not being reported? Wouldn't you want to save lives? Just like, wouldn't you want to know that it was a lab leak that caused it? Wouldn't you want to tell everybody that so that you can actually attack it correctly? With ivermectin, with zinc, with hydroxychloroquine, because it's a lab leak, it's a man-generated virus, right? Well, you'd want to know that. Well, wouldn't you want the data coming out? That 64% of COVID deaths in Great Britain are double-vaxxed Pfizer recipients? Wouldn't you want to know? Nobody's telling anybody. Unless you're on Twitter and following the right sources. They're not lying. Where did I get that from? It's called Health Report England. It's not right-wing. It's all out there. But see, they suppress everything. What they're doing with Florida right now is they're saying, Florida, we're the big problem, right? Because we have a governor with a spine. It's attack Florida. It's attack Florida. Same outbreaks going on in Kate Browns, who is a liberal Nazi, in Kate Browns, Oregon. And the same outbreaks going on in Hawaii. They have more cases now than they ever had. All run by Democrats, but that doesn't get reported. But don't worry, it's all about your health. So, with the help of Pete, wave at everybody, Pete. And my wife, Hope, you know what I just, we're doing a little, uh, we did a little experiment. Since Florida, I'm not, here, get ready, I'm going to be loud now, because this is what you're going to hear on the news. They're being overrun! <laughs> They're full! There's, there's no ICU beds! They're being overrun! Help, Florida, Ron DeSantis is killing everybody! Well, let's look. One of the most popular places to move in Florida is where? 
Right there. Right here. So, we must be getting overrun. So we shot two videos from our hospital. Pete did it, was it Sunday, last Sunday? Monday, so it's this week, perfect. So Monday of this week, Pete shot his. Thursday of this week, Hope, my wife, shot ours. Play it for me. Here's Inglewood Hospital, 7.30, Thursday night. Oh, we're being overrun. Where? Where? Venice Hospital. Here's Pete's video. Oh yeah, nothing's overrun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I oh well, lies, lies, lies. <laughs> there you go. So there's the truth. SMH just recently got caught COVID killing somebody. Need to read that in the news too. Refusing treatment for somebody who's dying of pneumonia for COVID, and he had a doctor in the room with him. They silenced the doctor, actually put him in handcuffs and put him in another room yeah. as the doctor was trying to advocate for him because they weren't running any tests. Just let the man wither away and die of COVID, alleged COVID. He had pneumonia. Who knows what it really is? Everything gets credited to COVID. It could have been a lightning strike. So what do we do with this? I could spend three hours on it, but what do we do with it? We have to recognize that the Chris Cuomo's and the Anthony Fauci's, the Joe Biden's, even the Mark Milley's, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who's causing the absolute abomination in Afghanistan, they're lost people. They're lost. You're like, well, they're not worthy of retrieval. Yeah, they are. You are. I am. We need to do something about it. Half of America is lining up and has taken the vaccine. They're going to do I'm telling you right now, there's a health holocaust it's on the horizon like a hurricane. They don't know it. A lot of my family's taking it. They don't know it. It's little capillary blood clots that are forming in about 60% of the people that took that vaccine. Where do you get that from? Just, a doc, just doctors. Doctors that haven't taken the poison pill. What do we do? 1 Corinthians 2.4. This is the baseline of this message. My, method, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Where do we get power? So if we're going to minister power, where do we get it? You get it from the Holy Spirit, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Now another form of power, and this is where we're going to be focusing today, is truth. So when Paul says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Yes, he's talking about miracles, and they are absolutely essential. Jesus deemed them essential in his ministry, but they are also the truth. Where do you get that from? John 14, 16, and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, the Holy, uh, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. You're working in God's miraculous power if you're operating in truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for, but, you, but, but oh, because it neither sees him nor knows him. I got the wrong translation according to the one I've already memorized, so it's throwing me off. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. John 15, 26, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So the spirit, as much as he is about power, 
He is about truth, which of course is also power. Acts 2.37, when the people heard this, after a dissertation of the gospel of Jesus, the people heard this, they said, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Acts 2.37, that's how we want people to respond to us. Cut to the heart. We're not trying to convince them. We're not trying to love them in or kind them in. If it happens to be kind or loving in their eyes, fine. But that's not our mission. Our mission is to cut them to the heart. That's how you win them. And what cuts to the heart? Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what cuts to the heart. That's how those, those, people, those people responded to Peter. He laid waste to them, called them murderers, said that they had hung the Messiah on a cross, told them that they were outsiders and that they needed to repent, that they were far off. He told them that God actually delivered Jesus into their hands on purpose. Why would he do that? Because God knew they were so corrupt and so evil that they would fulfill the will of God by killing Jesus. God read their heart and goes, you know, who can I get to kill Jesus? My own people. Delivered them. Delivered his son into their hands because he knew they were evil enough to fulfill the word of God by crucifying the son of man. And then what happened? After Peter delivered that message, they were cut to the heart. What was the harvest? Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, as you heard me say earlier, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man puts in the ground, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. What was the reaping? Acts chapter 2, 40 and 41. With many other words, he, Peter, warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We try to grow 12 people a year in churches. 3,000 were added. Why? Because he spoke the truth. He simply spoke the truth. Everything, all that I showed you earlier were what? Reports and videos, they're the truth. Now you've heard the term, speak truth to power, right? Discard it, it's not the Bible. There is no power outside of the truth, so you can't speak truth to power. Lies are simply a paper target. That's all they are, they're, I mean, a paper target, tiger, not a target. They are a paper target too. I was thinking guns shooting paper targets. <laughs> they're a paper tiger, that's all that they are. Where do I get that from? Jesus speaking, Matthew 7, 24 and 26. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken them unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened under a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. It's not speaking truth to power, it's speaking truth to lies. And those lies are a paper tiger. All these people will fall. When the wicked man dies, his hope perishes. All he expected from his power comes to nothing. Proverbs eleven seven. Isaiah 25, 10 through 12, Moab, which was built on lies, Found out. The hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled in their land as straw is trampled down in manure. God's so respectful, isn't he? 
He's so, he, he, now this is not Christ-like from Yahweh. Are you afraid to laugh at that? I know, you're afraid. Some of you are so afraid of offending people. You've been programmed, brainwashed by your art churches way too long. Just let loose and be free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. This is God saying this. This is God saying this. They will stretch out their hands in it as swimmers stretch out their hands to swim. God will bring down their pride despite the cleverness of their hands. He'll bring low your high fortified walls and lay them low. He will bring them down to the ground to the very dust. You don't speak truth to power. You speak truth to lies and God will lay them low. That's what you do. I love that line. A straw is trampled down in manure. He could have said sand. He could have said dirt. Manure. 1 Corinthians 2.4 again. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Peter was demonstrating the Spirit's power by speaking the truth. That's what you have to do. We have to do exactly the same thing. Well, Tom, that will not cause me to be loved. That's not what you're called to be. You're called to love, not be loved, and that is the way that it is. They hung Jesus, the most loving man that ever existed. They hung him on a cross. The most loving person that has ever walked the planet was nailed to a cross buck naked. I know you're afraid of that buck naked part. It's a fact. There's no loincloths, folks. Get over the whole loincloth thing. It's gone. But Dom, I'm not going to be loved if I speak the truth. Well, let's look at how the, let's look at how the Bible gauges that. Matthew 5:11 and 5:12. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now when I say that, I'm not licensing you weirdos to be weirder. Some of the Christians hide behind, well, yeah, blessed are me, I'm blessed are are you when people insult you. There are a lot of people who are insulting you weirdo because you're weird. I'm talking about preaching the gospel, not being your weird uh, apostle, pastor of pastors, whatever it is that you call yourself. You float from church to church. You never sink in, sink in with anybody. You don't submit to pastoral authority. But that's, you know, I'm persecuted. I'm blessed am I because I'm insulted. Now, you're only insulted and persecuted because you're a weirdo. So you need to check that. At, look at your fruit. A prophet is known by his fruit. Luke 6, 26, woe to you when all men speak well of you. The modern art church, that is their goal. Get as many people to speak well of me as they can. Look at them serve. Look at them love the community, but they're loving the community straight to hell. They don't preach the gospel. They don't preach repentance. They don't preach the judgment of God. They don't preach hellfire and brimstone. They don't preach nothing. So the the world goes, oh, we like you, Carl Lentz. Oh, we like you. We like you, Andy Stanley. Look at your love. You've closed your church. You're going on like 18 months now. Look at your love. It's not the gospel. The gospel tells you to retreat from a 99.9% survival virus. That's what the gospel of Jesus tells you to do. The wicked man flees, though no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's what you do. 
Jesus said, Matthew chapter 10, 13 through 15, if a household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Is everybody going to receive you? If a household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let it return to you. And whosoever will not hear your words, or and whoever will not hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Simple as that. It'll be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Whoever won't receive you or hear your words, you shake the dust off your feet. Oh, I'm not being loved. It's not your goal. I'm not saying it's your goal to be a jerk. You probably, some of you out there think that's Tom's goal. (laughs) It's his ministry. He goes around and he's a jerk. I'm not. I wait for God to open doors and then I share my faith. I don't barge open doors. I don't go to every sinner I know and tell them that they're sinning. I wait for God to open doors. But when the doors open, I speak the truth. I beg of you, some of you don't come to me for counsel. There's people that do. They're calling me and texting me. You don't want to come. You don't. Philemon 1.6 says this, that the sharing of your faith may become effective. In other words, oftentimes it's not effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ. We have to do the exact same thing as Peter and have the sharing of our faith become effective. Effective is what? 3,000 were added to their number that day. That can't happen. Those were the Bible times according to the Baptist church. That doesn't exist. We can become effective, but we have to do exactly what Peter did. Remember what had already happened. That's Acts chapter 2. What had already happened in Acts chapter 1. They had waited in the city, right? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That had already happened. And then he spoke what the Holy Spirit told him to speak. What will the Holy Spirit have you speak? Jesus. He wields Jesus. The Holy Spirit will only have you testify. Will only have you testify what the Holy Spirit has already heard. That's how it works. A lot of people, I got to share this with you. I don't like to share the same thing in both messages, but in both uh, services. But I want to tell you this. There's lots of Christians that pray in tongues but are actually not praying in the Spirit. Because if you're praying in the Spirit, that means you're praying the Word. Because the Holy Spirit will only repeat that which he's already heard. He will testify of me is what Jesus said. And if you're not praying this, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you don't pray that way, there's all sorts of people crying in tongues. They cry in tongues. They are not ex- have any expectation as they speak in tongues. They're hoping that God does this. They're hoping that God does that as they're speaking in tongues. No, it's thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can pray in tongues all you want. If you're praying in the spirit, then you're praying the word. Or you're not praying in the spirit. There's an element, yes, I'll give them that. There's an element of that being the spirit. But it really is becomes sort of an evangelical Pentecostal religion. If you're not, if it's not the word, as you're, as, you're, as you're speaking in tongues, if the word is not flowing through your mind, you're really not praying in the spirit. Because the spirit would be telling you, would be reflecting the word constantly. What should I, he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Right? 
If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Ask and it shall be given you. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Everything that you lay your hands to will prosper. Not speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Oh, Lord, help us speak in tongues. Speak. Oh, Lord, maybe you'll come through. Speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Look at me cry. Look at me cry. That's not praying in the spirit. That's praying in the flesh mixed with tongues. Paul said this. Are we supposed to be liked? Paul said, but none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to itself. Most Christians, their life is everything to them everything what about my life my vacation my job my business my per, my hobbies whatever it may be my sports their life is everything with Paul who's the most effective in the Bible outside of Jesus himself but none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God he just laid his life down Isaiah 6, 8, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. But you won't be loved. Are you sure you want to go if not everybody's going to love you? Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Will you go that way? Will you say, here am I, send me? I got one yep, two yeps, nothing to my left. Everybody over here is concerned about Thanksgiving already. Don't want to offend the family. (laughs) You have to let it go. Here am I, send me. That means you serve God on his terms. Means you're always going to win, you're always going to prosper, but you might not always be loved. Jesus began to denounce most of the cities in which most of his miracles have been performed because they did not repent. Jesus went around healing woeful sinners who refused to repent after they were healed. They didn't follow him. You willing to walk a mile in his shoes? Here am I, send me. So I've already said it. But see, I, I already know the consequences of it. I've already lost all my friends. I get it. I've told you before, I'm already the pariah in the family. It's not because I'm weird. I have to put that out there because I always have people come to me at the door. I'm with you. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I know you. You're weird as can be, though. Please, (laughs) please, please don't align yourself with me. (laughs) Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10, the prophet is called. Who's a prophet in this house? Basically everybody. What does a prophet mean? Purveyor of truth. Doesn't mean you're predicting the future. It means you speak the truth. It has a component of that. But a prophet is a conveyor, is a purveyor of truth and a conveyor of truth. The prophet is called. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now that was, that's what we use to defend pro-life movements, which is fine. I do it all the time. But that's not what it's even about. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Okay, now let's look at that. Jeremiah is telling God, I can't do it. Get ready now. This is a high offense alert. That's what 99% of the people in this room have already said. But you don't even use youth as an excuse. In a moment, I'll show you Moses. He uses speech impediment as an excuse. We use softball, baseball, 
soccer, jobs, busyness, staring at screens as an excuse. I'm just too busy. I've got my kids, you know. You just sacrificed your kids on the altar of Baal doing that. You make your kids before God and you cast them as a golden idol in your life where they are above your pursuit of God. You just invalidated Christianity and you made them a golden idol. That's good. You know, I told you this. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is the gift of laughter. He comes in the room, it gets louder. I come in the room, it gets quieter. (laughs) Dead silent at times. Is that what I just said violates Americana? Kids are number one. No, they're not. You don't even own your kids. You aren't going to be called mom or dad in heaven. There is one father and he is in heaven. That's it. You're done. There's no moms in heaven. There's one dad. Sorry. Wait a minute. Wait. No, didn't you just hear before I formed you in the womb, I knew you? Yeah, but I'm his mom. You're just a vessel. I'm sorry that that offends you. It's the truth. He remembers that we are dust. It may bother you. Some of the people who think very highly of themselves, your whole life is about, you know, what am I going to accomplish today? It's dust. You should be pursuing God because that's the only thing that's eternal. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You fixate your eyes on your kids, you're fixating on something that you can see. Shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be doing it. So Jeremiah says to the Lord, Behold, I can't speak, for I am a youth. Verse 6. Jeremiah 1, 6. Let's go over to Moses. Exodus chapter 4, 10 through 14. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has, made man, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord. Now therefore go, and I will be your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, O oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whoever else you may send. So God says, I don't care that you're slow of speech. Now I'm sending you. He bucks them again. Now, before you mock Moses, understand that that's everybody in this room. But for different excuses, at least it was because he was afraid to publicly speak because he was slow of speech. What's your reason, baseball? What's your reason? Minivans and soccer games? See, I told you, I'm good at bringing quiet to a room. (laughs) Told you, it's a gift. Some of you, I know some of you never come back. I get it. I circulate lots of people through here. People can't take it. They're like, oh, good, you know, good patriotic church. They still, they can't take the Bible. They're good with the Trump stuff. They're not good with the Bible. Bible, no, get me back to my ark church. Get me back to, to better together and together alone. Get me back there. At least they make me feel good. Yeah, they make you feel good. They're actually hiding your uselessness. They're not telling you. I want to know. I want to know where I stand. I know, I know I have a long way to go. I know I'm a mess. I'd rather know. Instead of be, being uh, sedated by empty words. 
So what was God's response? Oh, you know, you just try harder, most appreciate you coming down. No, so the anger, verse 14, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is, he is also coming to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. So he replaces him. Never should have happened. It's just like, it's just like Exodus 32.10. And God, God actually says to Moses, now let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I will make of you a great nation. Says that to Moses. You know what Moses should have said? Okay. That's what God wanted. And instead, he said no and pleaded for a bunch of hard-hearted people that were never going to go into the promised land, and he cost himself the promised land. In many years of ministry, in many years of victories, people don't see it. That could be you if you turn God back. No, thank you. Well, we're all the, uh, God came to every single pastor that's legitimately saved in our culture, in this country, and worldwide, and said, you know what? We have this fake plague that everybody's telling you is just the, the next coming of the bubonic plague. Now is your great opportunity. They said, no, here am I. Don't send me. People in my church won't like me. The world will hate me. Who cares? Do you really think that I care what Ralph Northam thinks of me? <clears throat> well, after the baby is born, you see, you, you put the baby in, a, in its cradle and you make the baby comfortable and a, and a conversation ensues between the doctor and the mother as to whether or not they want to resuscitate the baby or not. Really? But the baby's alive. First of all, why does it need to be resuscitated? And why are you deciding with a live baby who has full constitutional rights plus the rights of the rights in the eyes of God, whether or not, what are you actually saying? Who's going to go wrap your arms, wrap your hands around that baby's throat? Do you care? Do you think I care what Ralph Northam says? He won't love me. Who cares? I don't care. There are a bunch of reprobates. I don't care what they think. Though they think you should take the vaccine. I don't care what Anthony Fauci, noted Hillary Clinton, baby butchering supporter. I don't care what Fauci thinks. I don't, Fauci's been caught without his mask too. Back last April. You know why? Because he knows. I'm not going to listen to these people. I'm not going to try to be loved by them. I'm going to love them. By preaching to them the gospel. Back to Jeremiah chapter 1, 7 through 10. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, Jeremiah, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. Boy, the Lord's not very uh, negotiable here. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Notice there's not a whole lot of will use or can use or pleases. Yahweh would be run out of most churches for not being Christ-like and not being pastoral, not being accommodating. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I, I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Boom, it's right here. Speak it. Don't worry, I've got a list of things in a minute of how we're going to speak. 
Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Root out and pull down? That's not art churchy. No kidding. That doesn't sound like Andy Stanley or Joel Osteen. Correct. The same, you're like, Tom, you're, you're busting names out again. I thought you repented. I didn't hold on. <laughs> Beth Moore. I hope you saw what I put out on her. You, she put it out in public. It's on her. She blasphemes God in the middle of her tweet. She does. She says, if you're not going to get vaccinated, for the love of God, wear a mask around people. I never could stand her. I don't know how any of you could. I got, I, people, I used to love her. Well, how? How do, you, how do you love her? That one Bible verse is ever preached from the woman. It's all about humanized love, just like humanized mouse mice from Anthony Fauci. It's humanized love. That's all that it is. Her version of love, which is to avoid truth, to win them to something that doesn't exist. That's what it is. They avoid the truth so that you win them to your cultic, pharisaic Christianity. The Bible is non-existent. And how can the Bible be non-existent in your Christianity when Jesus is the Bible, Jesus is the word? But you're winning, she's winning him to Beth Moore, winning him to Andy Stanley, who's now, I think his church is still closed. He vowed to keep it closed for all of 2021 in the name of love. They can't be love if it's not the Bible. Because God is love, Jesus is love, Jesus is the word, so the word is love. I don't understand it. It's all basic, simple, simple to me. In Acts chapter 8, Peter was demonstrating, in Acts chapter 2, Peter was demonstrating the Spirit's power by speaking the truth. We have to do the same thing. So here's my list in our closing eight minutes. (laughs) To the mask, we say, it blocks nothing, it carries disease, and it's a lie. That's what you say. I don't care. Listen, my whole family's masked and vaccinated. I was talking to my mother the other day, and she was like, yeah, this has happened, that happened, because all the hospitals are overrun in, in Jacksonville. No, they're not. I have the article proving it. Why are they overrun? She just believes it. She's a gospel follower of Pastor Covid R. Caver. <laughs> to COVID, we say, it's not going to all be about COVID. To COVID, though, we say, the response is a Democratic Party agenda-driven lie. That's what it's been from day one. And then we speak the word. We go, you know what? Jesus said, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That's what you do. Simple as that. No, no, no. I believe all that, Tom, but you have to use wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. This is. You using wisdom is not a Bible verse. God lays your wisdom low. If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Galatians 6.3. 
God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He didn't ask the wise for their opinion and how they should disseminate and filter the word of God. No, thank you. I had people say that to me at the beginning of this thing. Well, you know, you have to use wisdom. Take your wisdom and shove it up your own caboose and as far as you possibly can shove it. And I know that bothers some of you. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't cuss. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do nothing. I say caboose and people, Ooh! okay. <laughs> How many times have you said, you know, boy, I wish that guy would pull his head out of his boat and then I offend you with caboose. These hypocrites, come on. Yeah. I remember sitting with a woman at a, at a wedding, and she was, you know, she was actually a, uh, somebody actually lived by what she said. She's one of those who likes to have an occasional drink, but literally only would just have one. I, I was around her enough to know that was true. But then she was, I was at a wedding, and I've never seen so much alcohol in all my life, and all of them were Assembly of God people. Yeah. Yeah, and all the, I mean, I, I've never, I've been... <laughs> I have been to so many redneck weddings that didn't even compare. <laughs> didn't even compare. Never seen. And she actually, I noticed, oh man, there's a lot of alcohol. I'm like, well, yeah, welcome to your world. Oh, this is what you condone. Yeah. Oh, Tom, you can have a drink and go to heaven. I know. I get it. But you're also opening the floodgates to that which the word of God calls a mocker. Wine is a mocker and strong drink is waging, is raging, and whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I'm not bringing that stuff into my house. The Lord, the Lord said to Aaron and his sons, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink. Whenever you go into the tent of meeting, you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for this generation and the generation to come. God does not think highly of alcohol, all you one-time Christian drinkers out there. He doesn't. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Luke chapter 1 verse 15, speaking of John the Baptist. I'm not letting it in my house. You want to let it in yours? And you can have your son come strolling up from college on Christmas break with his two 12 packs of Bud Light, then you reap what you sowed. Congratulations. No thank you. Well, I'm going to heaven. I only have one drink a day. How about your son? Dummy. So why do people leave this church? I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> You'll not find anything else like it. You won't. You won't. I didn't used to say that. Now I know it's true. Everybody else. They... <laughs> I used to say it, and I didn't know if it was really true. But I know it's true now. There are a bunch of beta males gutless coward geldings that pastor most churches male or female to vaccine passports we say oh wait to vaccines first we say matthew 7 6 give not that which is holy unto the dogs neither cast ye pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you no thank you I'm not going to give that which is holy unto the dogs. This body has the perfect immune system. This body has been attributed with the word of God. I'm not putting your mRNA death vaccine into my body. You try, you bring it by force. You bring your vaccine, you bring your vaccine to my doorstep by force with your brown shirts, your Kamala Harris uh, climate core. I'll give you an injection. It, right, right between the eyes. And it's made of copper and lead. 
to the vaccine passports, we say Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And that number is 666. That's what you say to vaccine passports. I know nobody else is preaching it but us and Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Arthur Pulaski, Tony Spell, Greg Locke, a few people. And somebody always sends me, I had this person, whatever. (laughs) All right, I named six. All right, eight. (laughs) No, it's really nine, Tom. Now I'm offended. Gosh, dog. Read your Bible and find a hobby. You're like, Tommy, you seem stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm fed up. It's like, come on. Find something to do in life outside of sending emails to pastors about your criticisms. Jeez. Why don't you, why don't you go out and heal somebody? Man. You know how many times I've sent an email to a pastor? Goose egg, baby. Goose egg. I'm 52. I'm almost 53. Never. You know how many times I've met a pastor at the door and it's like my first time ever coming him here and trying to hand him a pamphlet? <laughs> Tom doesn't seem very warm. Yeah, you know what? I'm purposely not being warm to you because I don't want to enable your crackpot behavior. <laughs> Who goes up to a stranger at a church and starts handing him your pamphlets? <laughs> to you, I say, take your pamphlets, roll them up, Sideways. <laughs> to the men dressed up as women, we say, told you I have a list. We call them men and direct them to the men's room. If they go by April, but they truly are Adam, you call them by Adam. You don't, per- you don't participate in their lies. The devil's the author of lies. The devil's native language is lying. And just like masks are lies, they're lying by calling themselves female when they're male. You don't accommodate it in the name of Beth Moore's humanistic love. You say what's true to him. Hey, dude. Hey, Adam. That's what you do. Well, that doesn't seem very loving. Well, do it in a loving fashion then. Hey, Adam. Good to see you. (laughs) To sin, we say this, Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. You say this to them. To those who are living in sin, this is what you say. And this was written to the saved, let alone the lost. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you before, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what you say. That's what you say. That's what Peter said, and they were cut to the heart. We use humanized love and cut nobody. And either don't win them at all or win them to our Pharisaic cultist Christianity which is devoid of biblical, which is devoid of the Bible. I remember right here in this back room, I met with people. I've told you this before. 
If you've been coming to this church, you've heard it before. But I met with them back here. They had their daughter. And this is right at the first when Facebook got big. That's how long we've been in this building, sadly. We need to pray our way out of here. They were back there. And I, they wanted to meet with me. What are they thinking? Why would you ask me to marry you? And some of you are like, what is he talking about? Well, because what happened was she puts out... You know, that on Facebook, yeah, I'm, you know, we moved in together. Into the, they have their, she's living with her parents. The parents, okay, the boyfriend moving into her bedroom with her. And then you're stupid enough to come to me? <laughs> Go to Coast whatever or Abundant whatever. Go to them. They'll marry you in a heartbeat. Don't come to me. I mean, talk about, you aren't just kicking the bear. <laughs> What do you, don't come to me. So I sat there and I'm going, the couple's there and the mom's there. I'm trying to remember if the dad was there. Can't, no, I think it was just the mom. So I said to the couple, I just, they, well, we were you know, looking into whether or not you'd marry us. So I just, I remember I just pivoted towards them. So you guys are living together, right? So you're having sex outside of marriage. Well, well, yeah. I said, well, you'll die and go straight to hell if you die today. And I turned to the mother and I said, by the way, You've heaped curses upon your house by letting that go on inside your home. There you go. There's the Bible. Very simple. Now, I've never seen them since. They sat in the front row every Sunday for five years. That's the truth. What do you want me to do, lie to you? To the lost, we say, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, but because of his great love for us, God who's rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. That's what you say to the lost. Here it is. But then you tell them Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate. And narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Choose life. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Hardly anybody does. Speaking of heaven and hell, I know I'm keeping you long. Speaking of heaven and hell, heaven and hell, we speak this. Jesus said, John chapter 14, 1 and 2, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. You tell them about heaven, but you've also got to tell them about hell, and this is when they hate you. Matthew 10, 28, Jesus speaking again. The same Jesus that spoke John 14, 1 and 2, speaks Matthew 10, 28. Do not fear those that kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Whoops. That doesn't fit at the Ark Church. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of judgment, we say, and I'll close with this. Matthew 3.11 and 3.12. John the Baptist speaking. I indeed baptize you with water, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Jesus burns up the chaff? That's not Christ-like. It is. That's him. That's why he's worthy of worship. <laughs> Woo, that's, I'm telling you, that's the real God. Believe me, you want his vengeance. And you want his mercy. 
You want them both. Because he's, he's God. His vengeance is righteous. Ours is not. You tell people this, and I'm closing with this. I've said this many times in the church, but there's nothing like it. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. You say this to people when you're talking about judgment. You have to. I say this to people. I said this to the guy on Twitter. Occasionally, about every week, I like to pick at least one Twitter fight. <laughs> they have no chance. They, they don't even say, they, they were talking about, big news came out that a 14-month-old child died of COVID in Jacksonville. So everyone's putting it out there. And it was all alleged, which it's all disappeared now. How strange is that? But anyway, it was all mainstream sources. At the Rick Wilson on Twitter, Major Lib, Lincoln Project guy. 14 months. So I sent him a message. I said, well, so I find it very interesting that you care so much about a 14-month-old child when 15 months ago you would have killed it happily. Nobody sent me anything back. <laughs> I do that all the time. And I saw a guy who said one time, the fruit of the Spirit, he read Galatians 5.22 to me, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. He, of course, he doesn't know the Bible. But anyway, he said, I don't see any of that with Pastor Tom Lipley. And I said, well... You're under the mistaken impression that I care about what you think. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, God will decide. We'll find out, you and I. I said, my opinion, I said, your opinion does not matter, nor does mine. I said, we'll find out on the day of judgment. End of that conversation. They will not. You start, listen, you read this to them, Revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That has to be preached. That's what Peter preached. And 3,000 were one. We skip all that and we beg for 10 people a year in our churches. He's preached that? Yeah, people are gonna leave in droves. There's people, there's people over here, over here, over here, and over here that are not gonna come back. Tom's just too much. All I did was read Bible verses to you for an hour. That's all I did. I showed you videos which I found to be fun and entertaining. Maybe not you. <laughs> Worship team, make your way. It's just Bible verses. This is what you, listen, you have to cut them to the heart. Your niceness and kindness is a butter knife. For the word of God's quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, piercing, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You gotta pierce them. You gotta come with the Bible. Yes, it'll run off most, but it'll win many. And the one that you, ones that you win will be legit. I lied, I got one more verse for you. Second, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Everything out, outside of the Bible is this, and this is the embodiment of the American church. It's called deceptions of false teachers. Mm -hmm. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, 
the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. They steal people from church. Don't let it be you now. Don't let it be you. Don't be stolen back to your ark church because I bother you. You know God's making you stay here. You'll sit there and you'll be miserable. I remember this. I'll tell you this last story. I remember it was in Ohio, King's Dominion. And at the time in the 80s, the fastest roller coaster on the planet was called the Beast. And I was there and I was like in seventh grade. And I knew I had to ride the daggum thing, but I was petrified of roller coaster, and especially something called the Beast, which at the time was the fastest roller coaster on the planet. And this is old school roller coaster. The ones now are smooth. This is back in the day when they were, that mean nothing. Horrifying. So I went around all day long avoiding it. My dad knew me really well because I'm a very competitive person, so he knew it was bothering me. And I made my dad go over to the spider ride, go to the dolphin show, back to the dolphin show, and finally he confronted me and says, you know you're gonna have to ride it. And I was like, I don't wanna ride it. He goes, you know you're gonna have to ride it. So it's bothering me. You can go back to your old church and it's gonna sit there and bother you. You know you gotta come back. So he goes, you know, we gotta just go get in line. So we got in line, scared to death, got on that thing, and then I tried to get out. Now this is back in the old days. You try to get out now, they have a worker there. You don't want your child to ride, we'll let him off. There was no let him off, it was Chuck Lipley. I got him, oh, I'm getting out of here. And he went around just like this, boom, around my shoulder, just like that. Clamped me in, and up in the beast I went. <laughs> you know what I did? That was it. But I wrote it, and I got the t-shirt. I survived the beast. Don't be drawn back through empty words, hollow words of emptiness, because it doesn't pierce your soul. Run to the church in these end times that pierces your soul in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.